Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast for parents, coaches, and athletes. The Sportlight refers to the time in an athlete's life when they have increased ability to affect the culture around them and the increased opportunity to learn life's lessons through sports. This podcast aims to help parents and coaches capitalize on their athletes' precious time in the Sportlight. The Sportlight Podcast is brought to you by Especially for Athletes program. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sportlight Podcast. Dustin, how are you, man? Doing great, Shad. Good to be with you again, man. It's always good to get together, and I've been watching all the good you're doing, going around meeting with all these schools. Now that the football season's behind us a little bit, you're you're out and about even more than normal. It's fun to see all those pictures and, and see all the youth you're meeting with. Well, thanks, man. And and likewise, you know, this is a fun time of the year for both of us. We get to obviously do these weekly uh, podcasts, which is still fairly new. We been doing it six months or so which i love but the we talk about it all the time that the real enjoyment is when we get to go out and get in front of uh, parents and 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 especially the the kids that we speak with and work with them and so yeah now that now that we're uh we're a little deeper into the school year and schools sort of have their feet underneath them it's uh we're starting to get more and more of those set up and you and i will be out in front of a lot of kids here the next several months yeah, man, I'm super excited for that. That really is the best part of this. And so so I look forward to it as I know you do. Well, Dustin, today for our podcast, I thought we would focus on one of our core principles, which is the principle of seek to bless, not to impress. And recently you've been focusing on that word seek. And so to begin, I thought I would emphasize just a few things that we have emphasized in the past as we've taught these principles. In past presentations, we talked about two words, courage and compassion. Courage is acting in spite of your fear. It's not an absence of fear. And compassion is that driving motive within you, that feeling you have that makes you feel a desire to reach out to someone, to help someone. And And we're asking our athletes as we go around to speak, no matter who, if they're a pro athlete or if they're a little peewee football player, to have courage and compassion. Compassion makes you want to do something. Courage allows you to do it in spite of your fears. And Dustin, you and I have talked about this story someone shared with me that was really a paradigm-shifting story where he took out a hunting dog and uh, he had all daughters like like me. So um, so I maybe that's why this resonated with me. But he was so excited to get son-in-laws someday. And and his daughter brought home a son. And this guy loved to hunt. And his his name's Jack. And and his son-in-law uh, was a was a hunter. And anyway, they go out to go hunting. And they hop through this barbed wire fence to get back to where they're going to hunt. And they finally get upon some birds and, and they shoot a duck and it falls into this, this pond. And he tells his dog to go fetch it up. And he had bragged all about this dog to the son-in-law and just said, man, I have the best hunting dog you can imagine. And so he was excited to show off his dog and sends his dog to get the bird. And the dog reluctantly goes and gets this bird from this edge of the pond. And then They shoot another bird and it falls in the pond and he tells him to fetch it up and the dog won't go jump in the water, which was just super weird. And 
And so he forces the dog into the water and he just does this like 10 foot loop and gets out on the other side. And the son-in-law says something to the effect of, I'm not comfortable shooting birds if the dog's not going to retrieve him. And so Jack was feeling like super dejected. They get back to their truck. He tells his dog to load up in the back of the truck and the dog won't do it. So he frustrated, picks up his dog, throws it in the back of his truck and looks down at his hands and his hands are covered in blood. And he has a six inch gash on the bottom of his, the dog on the bottom of his belly. And when they hopped through that barbed wire fence, the dog had gashed his belly. And, and so this person was sharing this story with me and, and he made this statement at the end. He said, most of the time when people are acting in an abnormal way or even a way that's not acceptable, they're injured. They're not idiots. And that, that lesson stuck out to me so much because I think sometimes we look at people who might need the most help and we excuse ourselves from helping them because we say things like, well, they brought this upon themselves, you know, if they wouldn't act like that, if they wouldn't dress like that, if they would do this or that, maybe they would have a few more friends or whatever. And what I love about that story and why we teach it to our athletes periodically as we go around is that most of the time when we see someone who's going through a hard time, even if they're acting in a way that annoys people, it's because they're injured. They have some things going on in their life. They're lonely. They're hurt. They're, they're struggling with anxiety or depression or things at home are really, really tough. Their family's just trying to get food on the table, and sometimes they can't. And we have people going through this all around us. If we will keep our eyes up seeking, like intentionally seeking, we will discover more and more of these people in our lives and if we just do simple things like our athletes do every day who have their eyes up and are willing to do the work, if we, if we seek, we'll see, and then we'll have compassion for that person. And then if we can have courage to do something, we can really lift and brighten people's day. But it takes being intentional. Well, and, and, and true compassion isn't just feeling, you know, sorry or empathy for, towards somebody, but it's it's feeling enough of that, that it leads to doing something to help. And, and, and that's what we're asking is that, listen, if your you know, parents listening to this and your son or daughter have the, you know, the, the luxury of being able to do what they enjoy in, in high school or in college, um, or even, even in junior high, and, and you have the luxury of being able to go and watch them do that and do it well and, and the joy that comes from sports, having them understand that that's not the case for every kid, that not every kid has that opportunity and to, to have another human being cheer for them and applaud that what they do. And some of them have the exact opposite uh, every day in their life when they go home or, or maybe it's at school or whatever, negative negativity in their life. So the opportunity to bring some joy and, and really the responsibility to give back is what we think our athletes need to understand is that they've been given an opportunity. Um, people have made sacrifices on their behalf so that they can play these wonderful sports and have these great experiences. And that we, we think the least they can do is be aware of others. Um, but we'd like them to do more than just simply be aware. 
we'd like them to seek for opportunities to give back and to show their gratitude and by by serving and to do that with the intention of helping, not with the intention to impress, to be recognized or complimented for what they did. And and if 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 more people in general, not just athletes, this is a principle that really isn't unique to athletes, right? We should all be seeking to to give back and help without needing to be recognized or or uh, you know awarded for our efforts. But in particular, if we can in our world of athletics help the athletes realize that, hopefully that'll you know, bleed into other areas of life for them later. And we'll have more people interested in, in helping to help rather than helping to take a picture of it and put it on social media. And that's, that's what that phrase and that principle means. Thank you, Dustin. I love that principle. It's an incredible reminder. And so recently you have been emphasizing, especially I saw a post you made as you visited Green Canyon High School and met with their leadership council You've been emphasizing to these young people the importance of the word seek in that principle. Seek to bless, not to impress. Would you take a second and just share some of your thoughts on the importance of that word seek? Yeah, and, and you know, Green Canyon is, is up in northern Utah, fairly new school. Um, many of the administrators from that school had come from another nearby high school when they formed Green Canyon. And one of the first things they did with their athletic programs were to bring, especially for athletes with them uh, from Skyview High School, which was the school that Green Canyon broke off of. And so it's been really cool working with both of those schools and, uh, and, and, and seeing the kids you know, for several years now really take, take to the message. And this particular principle, it's, it's the fourth principle that we write about in the book. Uh, the spotlight and that we you know we do our presentations we have four core principles and i think you know shadow is probably you when we were organizing all of this that chose to make this the final you know the the of the four the, the fourth one because it really is sort of the probably where the rubber hits the the road so to speak um in our in our idea of living with your eyes up we, we say do the work and that, that do the work portion is critical to the whole phrase. Sometimes the eyes up, I think, is the phrase that gets remembered the most. But eyes up without do the work really is just, you know, it's just simply being aware of things and no action takes place. There's no, you know, real, real product produced in just having your eyes up. So when, when you, you know, when you talk about this, this phrase, seek to bless, not impress, it's a catchy phrase. When you're blessing somebody's life or you're trying to assist or give, um, that's the, the, the focus of, that, of the word bless. But seeking, in my opinion, is the real key in that phrase because when you're, you're, if you're casually looking for something, we all know if we're casually trying to find an item in our house, it's, it's probably not going to be found if... if if it's important to us, we really seek for it. When we lose our, our wallet or we lose our keys and we can't find them in the home you know, or in our house, we're not casually kind of wandering around looking for it. There's usually a real focused intent because the thing we're looking for is really important and we need it. When we say seek to bless in life, if we're casually going about life saying, yeah, I, I do good. I, I try to help people. Um, I think in general, most people are, if, if you're casual in that, phrase 
uh, if, if you see somebody in need and it's obvious, then sure, you're going to help. You know, it doesn't take a lot of seeking to see that, you know, there's a family on the side of the road that has car trouble and needs help. So sure, you're it's pretty easy to, yeah, I could help them. Um, but seeking when we're walking around in the grocery store or we're out in public or we're in the case of these are our, our, the kids we work with when you're in school, seeking is, is, you know, we, we want to, we want to focus on that idea that you're almost like a hunter, you know, is, is really particular and looking and you're looking for the details and you're really focused. And if you, if you walk down the hallways of school with your eyes up and you're seeking to find somebody that you can help, it's not going to take very long before you find somebody. If we're seeking when we go to the grocery store to, to not just find the product we need to, to buy at the store, but how can I maybe make somebody smile while I'm here today or, you know, or do some good in the, in the grocery store in the 20 minutes I'm here. If we're really seeking, we're going to see opportunities. Then it's whether or not we'll, we'll act on it, but we'll see them. But if, if we don't, I think it's really easy to, we can all probably admit to this, to get through the end of the week and say, you know, I didn't really do anything bad to anybody. I, I was friendly. I was, but I was friendly when the, op, when, when it was right in front of me, when it was easy to be friendly. If, if we're not seeking you know, it, it, it's just, it's very casual and, and when we're, we're kind or friendly to somebody, but this idea of being intentional and seeking to find an opportunities to do good and then hopefully acting and, and doing the work is what we want to impress on the kids. And uh, so, yeah, we I try to make that point very clear that it's not do the work when it's easy or do the work casually or do the work if it works with my you know, my schedule, it's seek to bless, seek to do good and, and, you know, and do so without the focus being, how can I be uh, impressive to others, but simply because you want to give back. Yeah. I love that, Dustin. There's a, I love two words you use there, um, intentional versus casual that, you know, you could be a very good person who casually is kind to everyone around you and that is wonderful and there are many people like that that are just innately good innately kind but when we're meeting with our athletes we're asking them we're assuming that most of them are already like that yes what we're asking them to do is to go from being a casual kind person that if someone comes across their path that could use something, those obvious things that you talked about, that they step in and they do something for that person. That's wonderful. But to be an intentional, to be intentional about those things is a level above that. And that gets to that, that idea of seeking. You're actually, when your eyes are up, you're looking intentionally for who you might be able to help, who you might be able to lift, who you might be able to comfort. And we believe that because athletes are in the sport light, which we've talked a lot about, it's the name of our podcast, what they do has an extra power behind it. And so if they are seeking intentionally to find things to do for those at their school and their community, those little kids that come to their game, they will have some opportunities to really lift people. And so I just love that. When, I, when, when people flip that switch and they begin seeking for opportunities to lift, 
they impact people's life in an incredible way. Seek, be intentional about trying to lift other people. And my experience has been that people who live their life that way, just trying to lift the stress, the burdens of other people, they end up doing it for themselves as well. And it's just a great way to live your life. I had, a, I had another question for you, Dustin. We've been doing this now for almost 10 years. And as I think about how many youth wear the wristband, how many professional athletes, college athletes, where the eyes up, do the work wristband. They're intentionally looking around, seeking to bless other people and lift other people. I'm wondering if you have any favorite stories or accounts of, of people who've done these simple things to help those around them. Well, there's, there's some, some, some bigger ones where I know of leadership councils. And, and for those of, that don't know what those, those are, when we go and speak at schools or teams, we ask those teams to then form uh, what we call leadership councils, where they get a group of them together and they meet monthly and come up with, uh, when I say them, I mean uh, different representatives from different teams in the school. And we ask them to meet regularly as, a, as an especially for athletes leadership team or council and discuss ways to give back. And I know of Schools, you know, Maple Mountain High School does a big fundraiser every year to help uh, Tabitha's Way. Uh, they also do an event out on the track that, that Coach Boyack organizes for, uh, you know, Special Olympic and and kids that are that are handicapped, where they get to come out and meet with different athletes and participate in things. I know of you know many of the college athletes uh, that we uh, you know that we have who are regularly calling me and telling me stories about bumping into people who who are now, you know, now they're the college athlete. This just happened the other day with one of our football players that plays at BYU where somebody up at, at another college, um, a fan of the opposing team that they were playing, saw uh, it, was, it was Jaron Hall who plays quarterback at BYU, saw him wearing his wristband and and came over and got a picture with him. And, you know, what, what Jaron and these types of athletes do in that situation is they don't just smile for the picture and take it like there's some, you know, celebrity. They're very good at asking, hey, what school do you go to? And, you know, what do you think about Eyes Up Do the Work? And, you know, what are you into and what are you doing? And there's just this common language that they're able to speak because they know that if they're wearing that wristband, they had to go through a process you know, to get that wristband. And, you know, I know of, I receive emails all the time of kids who will reach out to me and say, Hey, you know, coach, I, I heard you speak at, uh, you know, whatever school I've got a classmate that I'm worried about. I'm not certain how to go about, you know, uh, talking to this person. And, and, you know, I've been really fortunate to be able to then reach out to a school counselor or to a principal and say, Hey, you've got somebody here that really wants to serve and give back. And, and they're seeing something in the school that needs attention and, and being able to, you know, make the, the administrator or the coach at the school aware of that because these kids want to do good. You know, they want to, to give back. And, and, you know, I think sometimes we give them a bad rap that they're these young millennial teenagers that, that are spoiled and that have everything given to them. And the truth is, they're they're great kids who see problems going on in their community, but some of them just don't know what to do. And and all that we're trying to do, and all that this phrase of seek to bless, not impress, is trying to do, is just encourage them to 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 act, just to to try. And and it's amazing to hear, you know, the stories that come in of of some of just the little things that 
that kids do, whether it's doing a, you know, a thank you wall that we had Salem High School do, or they just a gratitude wall, writing things they were grateful for people in their school and teachers. And, and they had a little section in the hallway. And then Cedar City High School down in Southern Utah did something similar. And they were right. They wrote notes to different administrators and teachers and, and random kids in the school to, to compliment them or telling something they appreciated about them and uh, stand at the, at the door. And a bunch of the athletes gave out candy to kids one day as they walked in. I know it, uh, I can't remember what high school it was. Did a, they did a deal at lunch. They had eyes up week and during lunchtime, they set up different games around the school and the hallways and in the gym and the athletes would go and find, kids they didn't know in the school and ask them to come and play spike ball and volleyball and you know different types of games they had set up at lunchtime just to get to know other kids and um and you know the sophomores and the non-athletes and just being just out there in front of people and trying to create community and involvement and, and that's what creates you know real school spirit and real appreciation for each other and and so there, there's countless examples of kids out there doing good Kids who have live in different countries now who have written emails wanting to know if they could get the wristbands sent to them in, in different languages to give out to the, the people that they now live with. And it's just it's, it's story after story. And it's because these kids want to give back. They want to do good. And all this wristband does is just remind them that be aware and then do your best to, you know, to do the work when because there's opportunities every day to do so. Yeah. One of the schools that really sticks out to me, you mentioned something similar to this, but there was a school who decided that every Friday they had an open campus where people could leave and go to lunch places and things like that. And, but they realized that a lot of the kids who needed friends and needed someone to put their arm around them were staying at the school. And so they decided every Friday they would stay home and open up the gym and stay at school at lunch and play those spike ball and cornhole and play those games and, and, and intentionally invite kids at their school. Hey, come over and, and be with us and let's, uh, let, let's play some games. And it just gave a venue for them to invite and get to know kids who maybe were on the periphery of their school. Another one that, man, just stuck out to me was uh, a mom came up to me after a presentation in the year previous, a young lady had gone to our presentation and, and there was a girl who had moved into the community from another place, and, and she was new. And the new girl's mother said, you're not going to sit at home for another Friday night. Like, you're going to invite people over to our house. The kids here are nice. You're just being too shy, you know, and told her you have to invite kids over. And, and so this girl sent out kind of a, a text to some of the girls that she had met and this particular team. So they started to text back and forth on the line saying like, who is this girl? I don't know who this is. Is anyone else going, you know, and this one girl kind of got the gist that no one was going to go. And so she decided, I'm just going to go just quietly. I'm just going to go. So she showed up to the the girl's house and the mom had bought five or six pizzas and had a cooler full of soda. And this one girl was the only one who showed up from the whole school, you know, all the kids that invited her. And that sounds like a sad story, but the mom said the, the mom of the new girl called her and said, your daughter 
saved my daughter's life. I mean, she was just at her wits end. She was mad at us for moving here. And your daughter came and had some pizza and drank some soda and laughed with my daughter. And ever since she's taken her to lunch and introduced her to friends. And that one girl showing up to that, that party that we planned just saved my daughter. And I just love those individual stories too, of where a kid just has their eyes up, notices that, hey, I could do something good here. It's something as simple as going and eating pizza and drinking a soda and, and laughing with someone literally changed someone's life. And I, I love those individual quiet stories too, but it takes seeking. It takes intentionality. It, it takes not just walking around. And if anyone asks me for something, I will do something for them, but looking and taking risk, taking the chance to, you know, maybe, maybe someone would reject you. I've never met someone who does that? I guess it's possible, but uh, but you know, there's a wonderful, just wonderful example after wonderful example of these people who are keeping their eyes up and doing the work and being intentional about it. So well, and seeking too, and you know, even in that story you told, seeking sometimes probably requires us to think a little bit deeper about, you know, what in the case of this girl who ended up going. You know, she, she was seeking to find out what was the, you know, what, what's the, what's the potential um, harm done if, you know, if, if I don't go, she was intentional in thinking about, well, if, if no one else is going to go and I don't go, you know, I, I, hey, nobody went, it's my friends, I couldn't go. I'm sure she had a reason, an excuse she could have given to why she couldn't go and no one else did. And so she's just one of the group that couldn't make it, but you know, she was uh, she was intentional in seeking to think about well, what's the real situation here. What's the real reason, maybe, that this girl is sending out this invite? Um, maybe she's lonely. Maybe she she is new, so she's probably trying to put herself out there. And, right. and by seeking to really understand the situation, um, she was able to realize, no, I I need to go and and. And and I'm guessing a friendship was probably formed from that. And to your point earlier, you know, she and, and the, the new girl both were uh, were blessed, you know, to, to take a word from that phrase, seek to bless, not impress. They both were benefited. And there was no intention to do that, to, to be complimented. She wasn't doing that to be on a, a, a thank you Facebook post by that mom someday about how, you know, thankful she was for this girl. She was just doing it. Because, you know, I, I say this all the time to kids, you can't have too many friends in life. And so, you know, go go be a best friend to a lot of people. And But this idea of seeking, um, you know, with, with, with real intent, I think, you know, we say intent or real intent or really seeking, you know, do we listen with the intent to, to reply, to answer, or do we listen with the intent to understand? You know, and I think that story you just told, and hopefully the kids that we're talking to are listening. When you're seeking to help somebody, when they when you get talking with them, your intent is to understand. It's not to reply and answer. It's to what's going on, and and then how can I serve, and how can I help, and not to impress anybody, not to be recognized, but to just give back, just to be a good person, a servant leader. 
And that's what real leadership is, that the best leaders in the world were people who had courage, they were humble, and and they served other people. Um, and that's what we're trying to get these kids to, to understand. But to do so casually is, is just to kind of putter, you know, pitter-patter through life casually being good that's not enough that's not work and our phrase is do the work not do what's easy and it yeah. takes work to seek awesome dustin and this, maybe to close up one final thought i had is nick saban sharing uh cameron stewart and i did a podcast on this when he talked about and and but you know when someone's giving a scouting report It'll say, well, this guy can run like a deer, you know, great ball skills. And he went through all these football skills. And he said, and then that scouting report always ends with two words, and and but. If it's but, it means, you know, but he's hard to coach, but he's not a very good teammate, but he struggles in the classroom. And then he says, and is a good word you listen for. And he's a great teammate. And he does good in the high school. And he helps those around him. And he's a hard worker. And he said the and and but make all the difference. And, you know, I think in life, I, I know that's great for football recruiting and everything else. But when I think of who I want to surround myself with, um, I love people in my life that are and people. You know, they're successful in business. They're successful in sports. They're you know, they're a beautiful girl, they're a handsome young man, they're, you know, whatever that might be. And can you imagine just adding this phrase to anybody? And they live their life intentionally seeking to lift those around them, just to lift them, not to get any praise themselves, just because they enjoy other people's days being better. Those are great people to be around. And so I love this phrase, seek to bless, not to impress, and seek to do it. Be intentional. And that might be a challenge we leave with everyone listening to this. Just try it today. Go to a grocery store and seek to help someone, even if it's the most simple thing. Take a shopping cart from someone if it's cold or if they have a, a little kid they're putting in the car and just, hey, let me take that back for you. Just those simple things if we seek to do it to brighten someone's day at a drive-through to to or to those more serious things where we see someone lonely we see someone who needs something if we will just be the kind of person that seeks to help those people it lifts them and when you lift someone else you can't help but be lifted and boy our society could use a lot more of that right now in my opinion amen well, and make sure the make sure the shopping cart's empty. When you first said that, I thought you were encouraging people to just take people's <laughs> shopping carts. Yeah. We're, we're not asking that. We're that might not make a day, right? And for <laughs> heaven's sakes, don't leave your shopping cart next to your car. You know, no, that, that's a service you can do. Yeah, how about people. that? That public service announcement. You're right. Don't don't be the guy that leaves the shopping cart for sitting in the parking lot. I can't stand that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, awesome. man. Good deal, Chad. Hey, thanks, Dustin. And thanks to everyone for joining us today. And keep your eyes up and do the work. It'll help your life and it'll lift the life of others. So please subscribe, please share. And we appreciate you joining us today. Eyes up, do the work. 
This has been the Sport Life Podcast from Especially for Athletes, sponsored by Coca-Cola. You can learn more about Especially for Athletes by visiting the website at especiallyforathletes.org. You can also learn more about the book, The Sport Light, by Shad Martin and Dustin Smith at especiallyforathletes.org slash book. Yeah.